Welcome to From the Ground Up, a podcast about small business funding, entrepreneurship, and current events that influence them. Powered by Tenant Financial Group. Welcome to another edition of From the Ground Up. Along with my co-host, David Martin, my name's Derek Skogsberg, and we thank you for joining us. We have another exciting interview in store for you on this episode. So much has changed since COVID-19 became a staple of the English language a little over two months ago. The franchise development industry has been largely turned on its ear, forcing all of us to adapt to new methods of conducting business. Here at Tenant Financial Group, that's meant virtual trade shows, a variety of webinar presentations, and a multitude of Zoom calls. We've always been a company that's embraced technology, but now more than ever, it's become a necessity in so much that we do. Inside of it all, we have found many efficient ways to maintain productivity and keep deals closing on a regular basis. Similarly, franchisors have been forced to adjust their approach to the market, and today we have Jesse Johnstone from Fibernew joining us to talk about that. Jesse, welcome to From the Ground Up. Could you take a moment to introduce yourself and tell us about Fibernew? Absolutely, Derek. Thank you very much for having me on on the show and um, congratulations on launching this podcast. I'm a subscriber myself and I've listened to every episode so far and really, really appreciate you taking time to have me on the show. I'm with Fibernew and Fibernew is a mobile service franchise and our specialty is in leather, plastic and vinyl restoration. So, that could be uh, pet damage on a couch in a home. So we have a lot of uh, instances of, of pet owners who have a cat or a dog who might use the furniture as a scratching post or a biting post. We do work like that. So we'll go in and actually restore that piece of leather rather than having to replace it. And then we do the same thing in, in automotive. So leather is in a lot of uh, vehicles. So we will go in and actually repair car seats we do work in medical. We do work on all that vinyl you see on medical beds and tables and chairs. We do mobile work on boats and yachts and airplanes. Essentially, Derek, anywhere you see leather, plastic, and vinyl, our franchise owners will go there, do the work on site, and end up saving our end customers a lot of money over having to replace that piece. We'll actually do the restoration, and everybody wins in the end. Yeah, there's no question that's a valuable service. Jesse, as I alluded to in my opening comments, our business specifically and the franchise development industry generally has been turned on its ear. Can you tell us some of the ways in which Fibernew is pivoting to adapt to the current market conditions? Well, I guess two different streams there, Derek. One is on the support and operation side and, and what we've had to do there to adapt to what's going on. And then also on the development side, and I imagine you want to talk about both, but I'll start on the operation side and the support side first. So back in March, when the shelter at home order started to happen, um, we were looking at the situation of franchisees not being able to work at full capacity. Uh, most of our franchisees were able to work in some capacity, but um, just you know at a reduced rate like everybody else. So we're looking at this and, and saying, okay, so financially for our franchise partners, this is not, not a good situation. Their revenues are down. We're going to take a pinch ourselves. And so we took a look at our franchise fees and we ended up uh, making some concessions over the past few months to, to help our franchise owners out. 
Uh, these weren't deferments. We ended up doing full waves for a couple of months to assist our franchisees. It's obviously a big hit financially for us, but we were able to weather that as a company. And we did it with the bigger picture in mind. Yes, it's it's a bit of a pinch in the current state, but you know what? Big picture down the road in the months and years to come, supporting our franchisees is what we wanted to do on the financial front. So that's that's what we did there. And then we also, as April rolled around, looked at the scenario of our franchisees you know, being at home a little bit more. We are a mobile business, so they're typically out on the road all day, every day, but they were spending more time at home. We wanted to keep them engaged in the business. We wanted to keep the Fiber New community strong. We wanted to keep the support channels amongst franchise owners and us at head office active. So we ended up switching to a twice a week, we call them huddle calls. So basically support calls. So we were once doing them once every couple of months in different regions of the country. So we'd have a, a you know contingent of franchisees from the West Coast hop on in the first week of the month. And then on the second week, do the Southwest, the third week, do the Midwest, and then the fourth week, do uh, the East Coast and whatnot. And, and then we just kind of rotate that schedule. But we said, well, wait a minute, why don't we just invite everybody who could make these calls happen on Tuesday mornings and Thursday mornings? We ended up switching to Zoom. So we joined the rest of the world <laughs> and everybody hopped around uh, ye old computer screen. And, uh, you know, that, that's, that was the new mechanism for doing it instead of just phone. So it gave our, our franchise partners a chance to see each other, engage with one another, support one another, exchange ideas. We would end up having different topics throughout the weeks as the situation changed. We were talking about what can we be doing right now in our business, meaning let's let's look at our marketing playbook and retool it. As the weeks rolled on in April, we started realizing there's an opportunity now to actually sharpen some skills on the repair side of things and, and you know how we how we actually perform work. So that was another big pivot in that we were going to hold four different live seminar dates throughout 2020. The first was supposed to happen at the end of April and then the beginning of June and then September and October, where all of our franchisees um, would come together in Calgary, fly to Calgary, be at our training center, learn these new skills, look at the new products, connect with one another. We said, okay, that's obviously a little bit dicey. We don't know what's going to happen with that. So let's pivot. Let's do it online. So for the first time ever, we did all of our seminars virtually. So we did Monday to Friday. We hosted nearly 260 franchise partners through Zoom over the course of the five days. They had a chance to learn eight different topics. So we obviously had you know, one very specific in leather and one very specific in vinyl, one very specific in plastic, one on cleaning, one on business development, et cetera, et cetera. So we developed all these topics. They signed up for these sessions. We rolled it out online and it worked beautifully. So... This is going to be one of the benefits of this is we now realize that, man, we've got a platform that works going forward. We're now going to utilize this. Franchisees are actually excited about it. We think it's great because it's really efficient and it's more real time and we can get in front of our franchise partners even more now. So that was another big pivot and we heard a lot of good feedback from it. So we're really excited about that. And just other things that had to carry on as well, Derek. I mean, we we had scheduled product launches for the spring. We carried through on those. You know, even though the, the initial sales of them 
of those products weren't as strong as we anticipated before all this hit. We still launch them. We still uh, ship product and it's now available and it's there for our guys down the road. So we stuck to the plan where we could, we adapted where we had to. And in the end, um, you know, it put everybody in a good position. That's really, really interesting. You know, it's funny. I think we were all not even realizing doing some of the same things, reviewing processes. How can we adapt here? How can we make changes here? From a franchise development perspective, I'm sure you guys are doing virtual discovery days. How have your candidates reacted to not having the on-site or FaceTime that they did maybe before COVID-19 world happened? So we absolutely did switch to virtual discovery days. We call them ride days. So what we do typically is we'll um, send a candidate to a neighboring franchise owner to spend a day in the field. And so, yeah, back in, in late March, we had to pivot and go to the virtual side of things. And to answer your question, David, I don't think that there was a lot of pushback because they just realized that that's my only option. So it ended up working well in, in the context that it is. And again, this is one of those things going forward that we're now saying, well, if, if this is something that's working, how do we keep this incorporated down the line to maybe even show more of the process? We still like the idea of doing a, an in-person discovery day. I mean, that's still very powerful, but maybe there's an option where it's, it, if it doesn't make sense or it's supplementary to the in-person ride day where you do, do that and do some virtual discovery that we have set up already. And then they learn even more about the opportunity. So yeah. it's been actually really positive. You know, it's funny. I remember from my years experience in franchise development, there's always been hangups around travel and scheduling and when I can be there and when I can't be there. And I feel like at some level we've solved maybe some of that old time kills deals adage because, hey, if you got a computer and um, some headphones, we can do discovery day. So that's really that's right. cool. Exactly. Well, there's no doubt things have changed in the industry. You've talked about that, Jesse, here a little bit and identified some of those opportunities. I kind of want to expand on that thought a little bit. You know, I've never been one to shy away from change myself. There's no question that when the world shifts like it undoubtedly has, a number of opportunities arise. Can you share with us uh, maybe a few more of the opportunities you've identified as our industry has shifted in the past few months? What specifically uh, is, uh, is FiberNew doing? Well, two different streams there. So on, let's talk about the end work to begin with. So what our franchisees are doing, because there, there has been a shift there. And in particular, we just see more medical work coming around. So what I mean by that is what was once somewhat permissible to have an examination table or a chair or a bed in a clinic or a hospital with a tear on it is just not going to happen anymore. The, the, you know, whether it's a, a, a change in regulation or if it's a change in expectation of patients, there is absolutely no way that that's going to be allowed going forward. So our guys are getting more and more inquiries from hospitals and clinics to come in and rectify any damage they have on, on their vinyl. So that's been a bit of a shift. We're always in that space, but we've just seen an uptick in it. And the same is going to hold true on the restaurant and hospitality side of things. Again, all those vinyl booth seats and the chairs and, and, and whatnot that we see, there's no way that they're going to be allowed to have any kind of damage or blemish on them. So our guys are seeing more opportunity in the hospitality side of things. And then on the development side of things, a shift that we've seen, Derek, is 
as I think a lot of franchisors and, and you yourself have, have said that the lead flow is so strong right now that we had to change to meet the demand of that as well. So we once were doing once a month franchise opportunity webinars or conference calls. We're now doing that every other week. So we basically double our volume just to you know meet the demand of the people looking at the business. We've Im- implemented president's calls as part of the discovery process as well. So I'm now talking to candidates when they get to a particular stage of the game. We weren't doing that before. And I think that that just um, really helps the candidate understand from a leadership standpoint how we operate as a company. And this is one of those things that's not going to go away when we enter out of this phase or or phase out what we're in right now. We're going to keep that in place. So more, more conversations is really what it's about. People want to talk right now. They want to learn information. So our development team has responded by doubling the webinar schedule, making more outbound phone calls. I'm having more conversations myself. So everybody's just talking more is is what it seems like. And that's how we've responded positively. You know, when you talk about messaging and getting the message out, obviously you guys are are doing some things right when it comes to that because of the increase. There's an increase in link and the interest in the marketplace, but also marketing messaging plays into that as well. What are some of the ways you've pivoted your marketing to help drive some of this increase organically? Well, again, you know, talking about conversations, David, we're just mentioning more of the services that need help right now. So we're talking more about how we can help restaurants become compliant mm-hmm. in, in you know, meeting their operational guidelines. We're talking the exact same framework in medical. So we're, we're putting messages out there that you know, we're going to help medical facilities be compliant with JCO regulation and, or, or internal standards as well. On the automotive side of things, an essential service in many, many states was automotive. And we work a lot in automotive. So, you know, we're making sure that people know that we're here to help them stay operational. And those are kind of the three markets that we we just saw a continuation work in. So talking about it more, getting the message out there more, showing more before and after photos of the, you know, the ways that we can help. Mm-hmm. That's That's really been the shift there. It's interesting. There's a new phrase in marketing, and that's essential services, right? That that didn't exist three months yep. ago to the to the level that it does now. That's really good stuff. Well, Jesse, uh, lifestyles, you know, of the American consumer have changed radically. I have to think that purchasing habits or consumption tendencies have shifted over the past couple of months. Can you tell us how Fiber New customers and their purchasing tendencies have changed recently? It was interesting. In end of March and definitely through April and then into May, when we would speak to franchise owners to get an understanding of the type of work we're doing, as we mentioned in the last segment, you know, we heard about automotive medical restaurant, but we're also hearing about customers who were at home. So if they're not going to the office, maybe they were working from home. We're looking at that couch that's been in need of repair. And now that they're at home, they're seeing it more and they were reaching out and saying, you know, can you guys come take a look? So that's been a, a bit of a, a purchasing shift. And then while we were there, they're also saying, you know, that my car seat actually has a rip or a tear in it. Can you come take a look at it at the same time? So I think consumers being at home more through this period. And then we also look at it down the road too, guys, in that, if working from home is going to be more of, um, you know, commonplace, 
people are probably going to want to maintain their furniture at home to a higher degree than you know before. So mm-hmm. we're looking at that. I'm, I'm also curious on vehicle ownership and what's going to happen down the road. If people aren't using their vehicles as much for commuting, does that mean the wear and tear is going to be less on them? They're going to maybe hang on to their vehicles longer. The longer you hang on to a vehicle, the more restoration and upkeep you need down the road on, on the interior. So I'm, I'm really curious how that's going to play out down the road as far as you know the consumer buying habits. But I think one of the biggest things through times like this, whenever there's there's belt tightening of, of any sort financially, restoration becomes a very, very attractive option. Absolutely. You know, so I, I think we're just, I mean, we're actually, we're seeing it now. And I think carrying on over the next, you know, foreseeable future, people are going to want to save money. And that's really where FiberNew comes in. That's fantastic. Well, let's uh, let's let's kind of pivot, if you will. That seems to be the word of the day. Let's kind of pivot towards forecasting here a little bit. Can you talk to us, uh, Jesse, uh, you know, chart this thing ahead three, six or nine months or maybe just to the end of the year, whatever your timeline is. But, and give us a sense for what, what the future looks like here for, uh, for Fibernew. The crystal ball question. Mm-hmm. That's, the, <laughs> yeah. that's the big one. Yeah. So I, I think for our, our owners and our operators in the field, there, there's a lot of really, really great opportunity around the corner. Uh, it's not going to come without a change in how we operate. And we're seeing that at play already. It, it's our guys wearing masks and, and gloves and booties entering a home. So the PPE gear is going to become part of their daily arsenal and just how they're going to operate. But they're still going to operate. And I think they're gonna, going to operate in an even, even greater capacity going forward. So the future is very bright for the end work. As far as our franchise growth, I'm also seeing a lot of bright stuff on the horizon. I really am. The unfortunate net result of people losing their jobs is them looking to other options. And that's really where uh, franchising can, uh, can help a lot of people out. And that's where we're having more conversations. I mean, Derek, you, you said it earlier in our conversation about the, the volume that you guys are seeing as well. People are going to want to start small businesses in greater, greater numbers over the next little while. And we, we swim in that pool. I mean, we're, we're a very, very viable option, uh, a, a really great option, actually, given the, the market status. So I'm seeing growth on the horizon, definitely, on, on both sides of the fence, you know, on the street, work-wise, and then also in numbers on, on franchise development. I've got a question. You know, this is a common question when I get to do interviews with people. It's one of my favorites. And Jesse, what is it that drives you to get out of bed? And, and makes you passionate about this industry? I love that question. For me, the, the biggest thing, David, is our franchise owners. It's, it's the people. Uh, we have a, a lot of great, great, great people in this company. And what drives me getting out of bed every day is just to help them, support them, see them realize success. That's really what it's all about. You know, when we, we look at uh, nearly 260 franchise partners, the way we look at it is that's nearly a thousand people. If you do roughly an average of four people per household who rely upon Fibernew for food, shelter, et cetera. So when I think about that, that that's a pretty big driver for me in the morning mm-hmm. is thinking mm-hmm. about all those people and, you know, helping them through business ownership, helping them realize that, that dream and helping them maintain control as well. You know, I mean, we've considered ourselves very lucky through this in that, 
no one, we haven't laid off uh, anybody at head office. Uh, we did not let anybody go. We have not lost one single franchise over the past couple of months through this period. Not one person in the company. Wow. So that's been really, really encouraging and really points to the good situation we're in. And that, again, is, is motivating in and of itself in that uh, we, we know that we can ride this out. We know we can help a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's phenomenal. You, you, uh, you mentioned, uh, the one thing I wanted to, I was curious about, you know, anytime we see a downturn in the economy, terminations become unfortunately a piece of our vernacular. And, and, uh, that, that was incredible. It speaks to, you know, the, uh, the operational excellence at Fiverr new and the strength of the brand and, and the need for the service that, uh, you haven't terminated anybody, uh, franchisees or employees. That's just to me, Jesse, that speaks, you know, volumes to you, your leadership, uh, the strength of the brand, really everything. And, and, uh, I congratulate you for it. One other, one other question that's around the same thing, you know, when it comes to recruiting, there's a, when we talk about the increase in the marketplace and there's, you know, people that are looking for opportunities, we're seeing at tenant financial group with increased traffic on our website and through our various channels, who is the right person? And are there any, uh, any, uh, ideal candidates that you would, that you would describe if any of our listeners are listening? For sure. So our development team always looks to a few different pillars of character and a few different pillars of, of, you know, who they're looking for. And those really come down to a few different things. One is you don't need prior experience in doing what we do. I mean, there, there's not a lot of industries that kind of like naturally transition into fiber new. So we'll teach you the skill that there's, there's no prerequisite for doing the actual work. Uh, we're not worried about that. We know how to teach you the skill, how to uh, get you out in the field and, and generate revenue and, and get your get your business going on that side. Personality wise, however, is more of the trick. So what we mean there is we want someone who isn't shy to have conversations with, with people just to let them know how they can help them. Mm-hmm. So that could be your neighbor. It could be your, your accountant. It could be your mechanic. <laughs> it could be your, 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 your child's teacher or their soccer coach or anybody who you just kind of interact with um, naturally, just letting them know what you do. Be proud of the fact that you're a business owner and talk about it. So mm-hmm. we don't like to really talk about business building as doing sales calls necessarily as much as just having conversations and, and just letting people know because it does come back to them. Everybody has leather, plastic, or vinyl somewhere in their life, whether it's in their vehicle, home, or office, wherever. So we're always going to be able to help people. So someone who's not shy to network, talk about how they can help, just have that outgoing personality. And then we always look for people with the hustle. So what we mean by that is uh, because we're a mobile business, you're moving all day, every day. You're in and out of your of your vehicle. You're uh, sometimes lifting furniture, maneuvering furniture, sometimes even hauling furniture, uh, working on car seats. So you got to have the energy. You got to have the dexterity for it. And part of that energy factor is just being mobile all the time. You're, you're not going to be sitting down doing this job. You're going to be, like I said, in and out of your vehicle. You're moving all the time. So we just simply refer to it as the hustle. So the hustle, the ability to talk, and I guess the, the ability to just um, keep an open mind on how we can support you. So you have to be coachable. And that's really on the skills building side of things. 
Yeah. Yeah. Very, very important. Let's talk about uh, how people can uh, get in touch with you, Jesse. What's the, what's the best way for somebody with the characteristics you just described to reach out and get a hold of you? This podcast has quite a, uh, quite a reach. We uh, have uh, quite a number of listeners now, and if they're out there listening and they hear this, how do they get a hold of Fiber New and uh, who do they need to speak to? The best way, Derek, is just to go to our website, fibernew.com. And on the site, you'll see a franchise section. And in that section is a wealth of information that you can do some self-guided discovery yourself. So, I mean, you can you can read interviews with franchise owners. We have our own podcast series actually there that you'll find that you can hear interviews with franchise owners and our leadership team. We've got videos. We've got before and after photos. And then ultimately, when you're ready, there is the ability to reach out to our development team. If you send in the form, it'll be put into our system. One thing I can guarantee you is that uh, the three people on our development team are anything but pushy, okay? They're, they're not going to hound you. Uh, they're, they're, this is a, an absolute no-pressure situation. We want to talk to anybody who expresses interest in our business. And if it's just a matter of having a, a brief conversation, it could be a five or 10-minute conversation off the hop. We're happy to do that. The other thing I should mention is that um, if you're interested we definitely encourage you to join us on one of our twice per month webinars. So we call these the Franchise Opportunity uh, Conference Call and Webinar. If you go onto the website, you'll see a page where you can actually register for one of those that are upcoming. And that gives you a chance to hear from two active franchise owners talking about their experience. You're going to hear directly from our development team. I join those calls as well and, and talk about a few points. And then the best part is at the end of that hour, it's open Q&A. So you can actually ask questions of owners in our system already, of the development team or directly to me. Just another tool at your disposal that makes it quite easy if you want to start learning more. Jesse, we really appreciate your time today. It's been great to learn about Fiber New and everything that you guys have going on over there. We congratulate on your you on your success, and uh, we once again appreciate your time today on the on the podcast. Uh, for all of our listeners, we we just so appreciate everything you guys do for us. We once again invite you to reach out to us. Let us know what you want us to talk about. We love having suggestions and guest suggestions on the podcast. So, if there's anything you want us to talk about, we would love to have you here on from the ground up. Once again, we appreciate Tenant Financial Group backing this up and we just value the, the motto of Tenant Financial Group is always helping people make sound financial decisions. And we're just constantly looking for ways to uh, educate you and provide insights into this industry and uh, in small business ownership in general. Thanks again. And we appreciate you joining us from, from the ground up powered by Tenant Financial Group. 